Thank you, guys. Thank you, Ben. This morning, we're going to uh, continue. We started last week, and I didn't know if I wanted to do a part two, and I was really thinking about it, and, and we, we're going to do a part two of uh, thoughts and prayers. We, we talked about that last week, and um, I just felt like uh, God just wanted me to do another week on this, and really, we talked about prayers last week and, and really what prayer was, and if you remember, we talked about just the name of Yahweh that the way in the Hebrew, the name Yahweh is just even like the sound of breathing. And that there are times when we may not even know how to pray the words to express, but that the simple fact that when God revealed his name to Moses in Exodus chapter 3, he revealed it in such a way where uh, it was basically these consonants in the Hebrew uh, language were just like uh, breathing. And so there may be times where we come and say, I don't know the words to say. There may be times that we come and we say, I, I just can't form words. My heart is broken. My, my, my mind is so overwhelmed. And I don't even know what to say. But, you know, the great thing about it is we don't have to. Um, that when we are made aware of God and his presence in our life, it doesn't require many words. Actually, there's times where uh, we're, we're told just be, be silent, be still. Be still in front of God. Be silent in front of God. Uh, and for some of us, that is difficult, right? Because when there's silence, anybody, you get nervous? Anybody, when there's like dead, si dead space, you know, you just start kind of chattering, you know, just, hey, how you doing? You, you get real chatty Cathy-like, you know. Uh, yeah, that's kind of, I, I get it, I get it. You know, it's Pentecostal. Uh, you know, we didn't really like the silence in the church. If it got really quiet and silent, you know, we thought there's something wrong. So we always kind of had to fill that space. Um, but uh, there are times when uh, we are called to that, that stillness and that quietness. And so this morning, I want us to continue on. Well, actually, this would just be a two-part uh, series, and we'll, we'll finish it today, but I want us to look, we talked about prayers last week, today I want us to talk about thoughts, um, and I'm sure today you've had all kinds of thoughts, right? Uh, you have probably walked in here with thoughts of all kinds of things on your mind, of whether, you know, uh, what you've got coming up at work this week, uh, of things maybe of what you were going to wear this morning. Uh, I, you know, of people that maybe are on your mind that you're going to have to interact with. Um, maybe you have thoughts of your football team losing yesterday, you know, or maybe thoughts of your football team winning yesterday, and you're thinking, this could be our year. You know, those are not my f thoughts for my football team at all, okay? Uh, you know, and so maybe, maybe wherever you're at with your thoughts of that, I don't know, but, but we want to talk about that. Now, there's a guy that I like to listen to. Uh, I've, I've read some of his books. Uh, his name is Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, anybody ever heard of Malcolm Gladwell? Malcolm Gladwell is really an economist, um, but he has, a, uh, he has a podcast that I listen to called Revisionist History. But he wrote a book a few years ago uh, called Blink. And this book um, called Blink, yep, yeah, that's it right there. Uh, is, he's a kind of a crazy-looking guy, and he looks kind of ominous. Uh, this book, Blink, is um, it's, it's about how we make decisions. Uh, he has this part in the book where he talks about the idea of thin slicing. And thin slicing is a way of making decisions. Um, he says we all do it, that we make split-second decisions on things. 
And in his book, he says, you know, we can be actually pretty good at this. Uh, that when you see something or you see somebody, maybe you're making a split-second decision. Uh, that there have been studies where um, researchers would would look at couples who were coming in uh, for like premarital counseling, and they would just observe their them for about 15 minutes, and they were able to determine who whose marriage was going to make it and whose marriage was going to end in divorce. Uh, that they would look and make decisions based on small amounts of information. And it's ca- that's what thin slicing is. It's, it's basically making decisions based on very small fragments of information. And we all do this. It, it's, it's those decisions that we make when we have first impressions, right? When you have a first impression of someone, um, that's, that's thin slicing. You are making a decision based on very small amounts of information. And sometimes, you know what? Your impression is correct, right? But sometimes our impressions can be wrong. Sometimes we get the wrong impression, um, and that's, that's part of the problem. Part of the problem is uh, that we're affected by bias, we're affected by prejudice, and we're affected by our environment. Uh, that those are things that affect us when we go to, into making decisions when we go into uh, creating w- what our thoughts are. Um, and so it's, it's difficult sometimes for us to really make a, a good decision if our environment, you know, corrupts that or if we're biased in some way. There was a study that was done. Uh, there was a picture of a woman given to a, 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 a group of people uh, that these researchers were, 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 were kind of, going through this this research of thin slicing and seeing how we make decisions. And they gave um, a picture of a woman walking down the road to two different groups. And uh, they told one group that the woman was a waitress. And then they gave the same picture to another group and told that group that uh, the woman was a librarian. And what they, they began to get responses from the group about what they thought about this woman later and uh, it was interesting what they thought. Just, just by the information that they were given, they, they started kind of creating this profile. And actually, when the group that uh, was told that she was a librarian, they actually began to remember things that weren't even right about the picture. Uh, they were saying, well, she's a librarian. She was wearing glasses, and she wasn't wearing glasses in the picture. And so it's almost like it, it, they were biased when they were given that information uh, what they thought a librarian should look like and began to remember things that weren't even correct. Uh, so, you know, that's part of the problem with our decision-making is sometimes we make bad choices because we're affected by bias, we're affected by prejudice, we're affected by our environment, we're affected by our past. See, this is something that you need to understand, and I want to give you my first point today, is this, is our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Most of our battles are won and lost in our thoughts. Anybody? How many of you, that's that's a big part of the struggle, is that it's up here, right? It's not even really presented itself, but but it's up here. And so most of our battles are won and lost in our thoughts. Our minds become a battlefield, and it can be a battlefield between things like faith versus fear. 
whether I'm, I'm going to trust, whether I'm, I'm going to be fearful of something, uh, whether I have confidence or whether I'm going to have crippling, crippling insecurity, right? Whether I'm going to feel I can do this, I can go in and I can do this, I, I, have, I have kind of talked myself into it, or I'm feeling insecure, I don't think I can do this, this is, I'm going to crash and burn uh, at this interview, and so there are things that, that we think and our thoughts can really kind of move us in those directions, and our minds become a battlefield. Our minds become a battlefield where maybe we are uh, battling between trusting God and taking control, you know? Maybe you've been there. Maybe you've been there at that moment where you're like, well, I just need to trust God with this, but then you, you feel yourself just inching more of trying to take control of the situation and, 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 and we've all been there. We've all been there to these points where our lives are moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. I want us to go to Romans. Romans chapter 12 is, is where we're going to go this morning. Romans chapter 12. And I love this. I've had this scripture bracketed in my Bible for a very long time. Um, Romans chapter 12 beginning in verse 1. This is what it says. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is, the, what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Amen? Isn't that what we all want? Don't we want to know, God, what's your will for our life? We talked about this a little bit last week. You know, we, we talked about this idea of, God, I, I'm praying, God, I want to know your will. You know, and part of knowing God's will is being able to think the thoughts that God wants us to think. Part of being able to know God's will is being able to um, think the thoughts that are good for us to think. And sometimes we don't know why we do what we do, right? Have you ever done something like, why did I do that? Why did I do that? That was dumb. I shouldn't have done that. Why did I say that? I shouldn't have said that. I know I shouldn't have said that. There have been plenty of times that I, I have done Things like that, you know, and, and so this idea of these thoughts where our thought life is at and where our prayer life is at actually go hand in hand because what we believe about God and what we believe about ourselves actually is going to affect how we pray. If, if I am selfish, I'm probably going to pray selfish prayers, right? If, if, I, if I don't think prayer works, and that God doesn't answer prayers, I'm probably not going to pray much at all, right? And so the way that I think has a lot to do with the kind of prayers that I pray. And, and, and so this is so true that our lives are always moving toward the direction of our strongest thoughts. But, you know, sometimes we don't know why we do some of the things that we do. Sometimes we don't know why we do uh, you know, we say things or have attitudes, and it's just like, man, I shouldn't have done that. I know I shouldn't have done that. So there's research on the brain, and um, that there's this saying that you've always heard the saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, right? Uh, actually, that's not true, <laughs> okay? Uh, that's not true. Uh, apparently, our brain has these neural pathways, all right? 
Uh, so inf- information travels along these pathways, and, and there's information sent. And the more repetition that we have in an act and the more information that is sent in that way, the faster that signal is sent. And so it's, um, I'm trying to remember, the, the, it's neuroplasticity. I think that's what it's called. Uh, and, it, and, it's, and, and you medical folks could probably uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, but it just, as, as our brain, as we, as we, you know, do certain acts and we, we commit to certain behavior, the more that we commit to it, the faster our brain triggers on that. The faster that our life kind of, kind of begins to, to, to move in that direction and it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger in our life because the behavior begins to reinforce and our brain begins to just kind of groove in to this. It's like, oh, okay, this is, this is where we're at now. So we're just going to make these, these things fire faster and it, the, it'll be easier for you to do it. See, habits are formed in this way. Um, you can form new patterns, though, by engaging in new behavior. That's, that's what they found is, is that when uh, we start to do different behavior and new behavior, the more that we do that, our brains begin to change somewhat. So Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said this. He says, you brood of vipers. Now, you know, it's like, Jesus, that's kind of harsh, right? Anybody, if Jesus called you a brood of vipers, uh, how many of y'all would be a little offended, right? You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, you know, in the first century, the heart was, was thought to where everything, your, your inclinations, everything of who you are, that's where it kind of resided. We have that same kind of idea. We, we still understand that, that, well, I just want to speak from my heart, right? Well, you're not really speaking from your heart. You're speaking from your mind. It's kind of where you're at at that time. But it's this idea that out of who we are, that's what's going to come, come out of our mouth. My actions are going to follow my thoughts. And Jesus, this is what he's pointing to. He says, out of the abundance of your heart, out of the abundance and what your mind is consumed with, that's what your actions are going to follow. That's what your mouth is going to speak. And so there are times when um, we look and we say, man, where did that come from? It came from in here, right? Somewhere inside, that's where it it resides. Um, So what comes into your mind will come out of your life. And if we don't have control over what we're thinking, we will never have control over what we're doing. Right? If we don't have control over what's going on up here, we'll never have control over what's going on here. And, and so it's, it's imperative for us to begin to think, okay, God, wh- what are the thoughts that you're wanting me to think? We think sometimes, well, that's not this thought's not hurting anybody. You know, it just resides in my brain. But what we find is this: it, it does. Your thoughts affect you. It, it's it's not neutral. It, it is it is always pushing you one way or another. And it goes back to that first point: our lives are always moving in the direction of what our strongest thoughts. And so, if our thoughts are negative, what do you think your life's going to be bent toward? If, if our thoughts are always somebody's out to get me, someone's always, always out to hurt me, you know what? Your thoughts and your behaviors are always going to, your behaviors are always going to be reinforced by those thoughts. 
And, and so your brain kind of works in, in that way. So Jesus speaks to this. He says, hey, this is out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. So if we don't have control over what we're thinking, we'll never have control over what we're doing. So it is what we think determines who we become. What we think determines who we become. So what do we do about this? If what we think determines who we become, how, how do we navigate this? What does the Bible say about this? Well, let's, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm just going to read it off the screen. This is what it says. Paul was writing this to the Corinthian church. And the Corinthian church, you've got to understand this about the Corinthian church. There were some churches that Paul wrote to, they did better than others. The Corinthian church had a lot of problems. The Corinthian church was kind of messed up in a lot of ways, right? And so Paul was writing to this church who was struggling. They were having battles uh, with their behavior. And Paul understood where the behavior was coming from. It was coming from their thought life and from what they allowed to reside in their brains. And so this is what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. He says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they have, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Stop right there. Stop right there. There are strongholds that we have in our life. Our thought patterns and negativity and things that we think and ways that we point our life and what we're listening to and what we're ingesting, what we're ingesting on TV and social media and all this stuff, it points our life in a direction whether we realize it or not. It points us to a place, and that's where our behaviors are going to run to. And so Paul is saying, you know what? The weapons of our warfare are not a flesh, but they're divine power. They have divine power to destroy the strongholds that are built up in our life. Next verse, verse 5. We destroy arguments. How? We destroy arguments and what? Every lofty opinion. There are some, some opinions people uh, want to uh, transfer over to us. Well, you need to think this way. Uh, you know, and, and we think, man, this is, this is just great thinking when it's really not. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And we take captive and take every thought captive to obey Christ. What are we doing? He says this. He says we've got to take captive every thought. Every thought that comes against the knowledge of Christ. What is the knowledge of Christ? Every thought that comes against the instruction of God's word. Every thought that comes against the truth that God wants to instill into us. There's a lie out there that wants to tell us something different. And so what we have to do is we, we've, we've, we've got to acknowledge what's going on first. But we've got to do this. Two things I want us to do is you've got to identify the biggest strongholds holding you back. You've got to identify the biggest strongholds that are holding you back. What are some of those things? Some of those things may be thoughts like, I'm not good enough. Anybody, you ever thought that? I am not good enough. I'm not good enough. I used to think that all the time. When I was coming through high school, I had that thought pattern. My life was directed that way. You know, when I was thinking those thoughts, you know what my behavior was? that I wasn't good and that I, I kind of turned inward and I would put my hands in my pocket and I wouldn't talk to anybody, wouldn't look anybody in the eye. My behavior reflected what my thoughts were about myself. 
I didn't think I was as good as everybody else. And so when I, I, you get to this place and you're saying, I'm not good enough. Or maybe I've done this in my past and, you know, this is just part of, you know, just who I am. That's part of always who I'm going to be. Or no one loves me. You know, nobody can care for me. See, the more you think these thoughts, the easier it's going to become for them. Uh, the easier it's going to become for you to think them later. The more that I think nobody loves me, the easier it's going to be for me to believe that later on. It just, those neural pathways. We kind of create grooves. We kind of create grooves in our brain that just say, hey, this, if this is what I'm thinking. But I love the fact that God has created us in such a way where we don't have to stay stuck, where we don't have to stay in a rut, where we don't have to stay in stinking thinking, where we don't have to stay in the same pattern of, of the life and bad habits that we've been in. But actually, we've been freed. God has created us to be a people who are free. And so the solution is this. A solution to mental struggles is physical compliance. A solution to mental struggles is physical compliance. What, what am I talking about? It's, it's kind of like this. It's like um, stuff like if I'm feeling frustrated and I want to yell, you know, uh, if I am, I'm just mad and I, and I want to, to lash out, what is something that I can do? I can pause. I can take a deep breath. And I can pray for one thing. I can do something different. I don't have to do that. But I have to begin to make a decision to have a different physical action. Because what my brain and what my body wants to do is just the easy path, that easy path. And so for us, we have to begin to make different choices. All right, if, if, I am, if, if I'm struggling, if I'm feeling bad, you know, and anybody, maybe you kind of, um, you, you just like to, to eat. And, uh, you know, if you're, you're not feeling great, it's like, you know, I just, I'm just not feeling good. Don't feel like, you know, people like me or something like that. I think I'm just going to go eat some cake, you know. I'm just going to eat some ice cream, Right. I'm going to, I, I am going to chase away my blues with food. Anybody, right? I've been there. Yeah, I've been there. But, but that's not good for us because when we reinforce those thoughts, when we reinforce, um, reinforce that thought pattern, it becomes easier for us to do that. And that's not good for us uh, emotionally. It's not good for us mentally. And it's definitely not good for us physically. And so God did not create us to be a slave to that. And so what we have to do is we have to go do something else. Maybe when you're feeling that way, instead of going to the refrigerator to get that big, big chocolate cake, don't bake the chocolate cake in the first place, all right? All right, don't do that, all right? Uh, but, but maybe go take a walk. Go to the gym. Go play basketball. Go do something else. It, it, it's easy, and, and we do it with, with our phone. Every one of you in here probably has a phone with you, a smartphone, if that. Yep. And you could probably open real quickly... Um, a social media app, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever your poison is, uh, you know, that, and, and I'm not saying I'm, I, got, I got the same poison on my phone too, but it's easy for us to do the kind of the doom scroll. We're just kind of scrolling through, scrolling through. Maybe you're on Instagram and you're just looking at everybody's picture. Oh, look how great their life is. Oh, it's just amazing. And just, you're not happy. You're just you're getting jealous, Right. Because they're seeing us all the good stuff for them. It's like, wow, look how great they look. I look horrible. What's wrong with me? And maybe instead of flipping over Instagram when we're bored, 
We need to create a new pattern. And so, you know what, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read scripture. You, you can put a Bible app on your phone, too. I don't know if you knew that. Mind blown, right? You get the Bible on your phone? Yeah. And so instead of clicking on Instagram, you know what? You could, you could click on the Bible app, and you can open up. You could have Bible reading plans. This is something that, that we've been doing as a while for a church, uh, and, and we're right in the middle of a Bible reading plan right now. And I can look on my phone and see how well I'm doing. And it tells me right now I'm in this streak of about 60, 60 days where, you know what, that it's just, man, I haven't missed a day. And what I'm trying to do every morning when I get up is reinforce in my life that I want God's word to be the first thing. Whether I get up some mornings, I get up at 4.30 some mornings, I'm, I'm, I'm getting up at 6 o'clock. Uh, but whenever it is, I want it to be that first thing. All right, God, I want, I want that Bible app to be the first thing that I'm pulling up. Because I'll read the news. I want to see what's going on in the world. But, you know, I don't want that to be the first thing. I want my mind to be directed toward God's word. And so you've got to do something different. So you have to identify the biggest stronghold holding you back, and then you have to name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. You have to name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. And when it looks like and you says, I can't do this, you can just go back and say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. God, I, you know, I, I got this feeling I can't do this, but through you, I know that you're going to give me the strength, you're going to give me the wisdom, you're going to give me the ability. Maybe, maybe it's I'm not attractive and, and, and you start just saying, nope, nope, I, you know what? When I start feeling that way, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God, you have created me to be beautiful. God, you have created me with innate value. Maybe when you feel yourself, you're just miserable. And it's just like, I just don't feel good. I'm just, you just begin to remind yourself, nope, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. See, there are things that we have to do. We have to identify these things that are going on, and then we have to name the truth that God gives us to demolish that stronghold. So I want to ask somebody to come play. Because for us this morning, as we wrap this up, what are those thoughts that are holding you back? What's the thought patterns that you're in right now that you just identify as like, yeah, that's not good? We all have them. We all have them. What is it for you? What is it that God is saying he is bringing to your attention this morning? He's saying, this is the thought pattern that's holding you back. This is the lie that you have been believing, and it's time to take it captive. It's time to put it in thought prison, right? It's time to put it in jail. You know, when you put something in jail, it should have no more power to harm you. And so this is what, this is the language that Paul uses. He says, take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. You know how we combat these thought patterns is we become obedient to God's word. Wow. What, is, what does that do? When I begin to obey God's word, what it does is it begins to create new grooves in my brain. And the more that I do that, the more that I do that, the easier and faster that it starts firing in my brain. So when I start thinking about God's scripture, when I start thinking about it, I'm going to get up and do my devotion, when I start thinking about these things, what it, what it is is it just begins to create that groove. Hey, this is what you do. And you know what's amazing? Even your iPhone does this. 
my phone now when I get up in the morning it has it has these suggested apps right and you know the first thing it's like it knows hey it's that time of the morning for you Ryan you always go to this app so here it is this is that and, and that's that's a good thing that's a good thing because I want that reinforced in my life stand with me They're going to lead us uh, in this song, and uh, I want you to sing it together with us, and I'm going to come back and I'm going to pray for you here in just a second.
for mental struggles that it may start with having something physically that you do. And this is the physical thing that I want you to do today. I want you to step out and I want you to come just, just find a place right down here at the altar. If you would say this morning, I want to make a step. Let this be a literal first step for you. Let this be a literal first step for you where you say, listen, these, these are things that have just consumed. You know what? This morning I'm going to make that step. I'm going to step out and I'm going to find a place. So go ahead and do that now. Go ahead and move out. There are things in your life where you've just said, you know, yeah, I want to I find victory over there. Yeah, I want to get free from this. Yes, I want this to look different. Just go ahead and make this a literal first step in your life where you say, I'm going to make the walk. And, and, and you're not alone. You're here together with, with the body of Christ. And so we want to do this as, as a church. I want to pray freedom for us now. Can we do that? Father, we just come now and we lift our hands. We lift our hands up to you because we are your people. We are your creation. We don't belong to Satan. We don't belong to lies. We were not created to believe lies. But Lord, maybe we've made a path for the lie to find its place in our life. And so this morning, we're, we're making new strides. Today, we're making new steps. Today, we are stepping out and we are creating new behaviors. And this morning, the new step that we take is first off, we are opening ourselves up to your truth. We are identifying what the lie is and we're combating it with what you've said in your word. We're combating it with truth. We are bringing truth against the lie that Satan would try to tear our life down with and control us with this morning. God, we declare your word over us. We are created for you. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are people who were created to be overcomers. We are people who were created to be victorious. And so this morning, we claim your word. We claim your truth, and we hold it up. We take captive every thought that would come against the knowledge and instruction in the Word of God, and we identify it as a lie, and we identify it as the enemy. And we pray, God, that your Word would find its place. Right now, we open up our life. Right now, we lift our hands, and we receive from you, God, what you have for us. Your Holy Spirit has freedom for us. Your Holy Spirit has liberty for us. And this morning, we open ourselves up to you now and we're asking, God, that this first step, this first step would begin to create new pathways in our mind. That the thoughts that we've had, Lord, would not be the same thoughts, but we begin to think different thoughts. Lord, we would begin to think the thoughts that you have. You said that our thoughts are not your thoughts, but Lord, I want to start bringing my pattern of thinking into, into uh, and under your authority. And so, Lord, this morning, that's what we do. We point our life in your direction. We're pointing our thinking patterns in your direction. And we want that to be the strongest thoughts in our life. To aim our life to what is good, to what is healthy, to what is life-giving. This is what we pray. This is what we believe. And we ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we believe this together, guys. We don't do it alone. Every one of us in here... Hey, we're, we're in the same, we're in the same boat. We're, we're, we just need to row together, all right? And we're going to encourage one another. We're going to believe God's word. We're going to declare God's word in our life. Amen. Amen. Let's